What is up? I am Skyler. I'm Megan. And this is What the French Toast. Yo, what's up, guys? Welcome back to What the French Toast, the podcast where we just got our first ad. With that being said, this podcast is brought to you by BetterHelp. No, I'm just kidding. Not yet. Not yet. We're still working on it, though. We do have a sponsor, though, so uh, listen in the episode, and hopefully you'll hear it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Megan, how you been? I'm okay. I've had a pretty shit week at work. Yeah, just we were... been busy and overwhelming and emotionally draining, but I'm alive. That's fair. And I'm home, and I'm relaxing, and I'm doing my thing. There you, you go. Know? That's good. I'm sorry that you had a shitty week, though. It's only Tuesday, yes. so it's not. Anyways. Yeah. Well, it's Wednesday when you're hearing this. That's true. But, literally. you know. For, we literally recorded this episode at 7, 8 o'clock yesterday. And I would also like to say, well, you know what else was happening at 8 o'clock yesterday? The Avalanche was playing the Kraken. And I got to say, like, let's go Colorado. Let's go Avs. Mm, better watch what you say because my, my dad's a Kraken fan. Uh-oh. Is he? Yeah. Hey, Megan's dad, listen. <laughs> Preemptively, I'm sorry for your loss. Watch us lose tonight. <laughs> yeah. He's going to come back and be like, what the fuck did he say? I'm like, I didn't say anything. Didn't say a single <laughs> word. Take it all back. This may not be like your Super Bowl prediction. That's true. The abs are struggling. We're injured pretty. Yeah. We're, we have a lot of injuries. I feel like hockey's a lot more up in the air than football. Oh, it absolutely it. You is. You know what I mean? But I also like that too. Hockey's genuinely probably one of my favorite sports to watch. I'm obviously not as like in, I'm, I'm not as passionate of an avalanche fan as I am a Chiefs fan. But I still love the Avalanche, so I see as as known by the jersey that you're currently. Wearing. I'm literally wearing an Avalanche jersey while also, we're recording this. I have seen hockey games. Let's go. And I have seen football games, and I feel like I personally enjoy watching a hockey game so much more more than a football game. The atmosphere is just better. Yeah, but they honestly. also like hit each other more. That's why it's fun. Yeah, and I'm a boxer, so I love to see people get hit. Let's mm-hmm. go. <laughs> How are you? Oh, I'm pretty good. Like I'm excited about life and the avalanche game and <laughs> i'm excited about the podcast like where you know we just literally monday night i got a we got some sample merchandise in to test out because we've ordered some sample merchandise for our merch store that we're getting ready to launch so yeah. we've got some sample merchandise in and i'm it's really cool honestly i like it a lot one specific hoodie has like a logo on the sleeve that I'm pretty currently in love with. So like, yeah. I'm having a lot of fun. Yeah. So if we haven't told you enough to keep your eyes out, keep your fucking eyes out <laughs> for new website, merch store, our sponsors, new sponsors, yeah. you know, let's go Instagram posts where we recently started posting more on Instagram on our story specifically asking for more topic suggestions and all like all of those things. So that if you have any ideas you want to hear, just like go check there absolutely you know? absolutely which actually my first topic today is a it's a it's a topic suggestion that's the word i was looking for it's a topic <laughs> suggestion so yeah we didn't determine who's gonna go first today okay hey alexa flip a coin heads okay i got tails okay Heads. Fuck. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Alexa. We appreciate you. Hey, I have a question before we get started. Okay. What conspiracy theory do you secretly think is true? Bro. Oh. Okay. I'm I'm not like super into conspiracy theories because I'm a big believer in like you don't know what you don't know. <laughs> yeah. You know? So <laughs> I can't possibly fathom all the secret things that go on behind closed doors that I have zero idea about. Sure. But I'll tell you what. <laughs> okay tell me what megan walt disney his head is fucking frozen okay i i, I fuck with it i, like, I know we just it. talked about this in a recent episode but i'll tell you what they they froze it now do i think anything's gonna come of it i don't know but i know they keep denying that something happened with it but i'm pretty sure you know okay i'm sure we can get more deep into this like about the kennedy assassinations and marilyn monroe and all these other different conspiracy theories that exist but I don't need to show like all my crazy cards yet. You know what I'm saying? We're only 13 episodes in. I also was not prepared for this question. Withhold some information from the viewers. Also, following last week's episode, um, 
I don't think that Brian Laundrie is dead. Okay. I, I, I believe that his family got him out of the country and somehow, allegedly, allegedly. I think you, didn't you say that in the episode? I think I might have implied you might like mentioned it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I was gonna, it's okay. Okay. I think I'm making my own conspiracy theory. I think the Yahtzee man is my great grandfather. Well, you could not physically be your great grandfather. You don't He's know like, what I got. You don't know what we're capable of. Isn't he like 20,000 years old? 5,800. Okay. <laughs> so. So. Not that I wasn't present for that episode and listened to you tell me that probably four times. I probably asked you a million times. So a conspiracy theory. Yo, dude, I think that the Egyptians were an advanced civilization. And I think that at some point, I think the Egyptians, the Mayans, I think that before... I think that there was like a, a reset at the earth, right? I think that something wiped out like the advanced civilization, such mm-hmm. as like the Egyptians and such. And as a result, we got created and we're fucking stupid. And that's what I think. I think that our, there was like a great reset. Yeah. Our ancestors are very disappointed. Yes. The other day we were going through, this is kind of sad, but we were going through, my cousin, my mom and I were going through my grandma's stuff. You know, she passed last year and we were going through some of the pictures and we were looking at this picture and these pictures are from anywhere from the forties to the early two thousands. So they are old, made from disposable cameras, if not even whatever kind of cameras were before disposable ones. Okay. Right. And we were looking at this picture. My mom was trying to figure out which one of me or my cousins was in this picture. And I shit you not. She goes, she takes her two fingers, goes up to the camera, to the picture and pinches it like she's zooming into the fucking picture (laughs) this is an this this is a literal yes this is not even like a millennial or a gen z person that's doing this like that's awesome and it was so funny why isn't it zooming (laughs) pretty much yeah that's awesome she'll be so mad at me for telling this story i love it i can't wait to hear her reaction (laughs) but yeah so it's just so funny for for that so that just reminds me of us being idiots that's fair oh i have something funny to i have i have a funny story the other day, Megan and I were getting out of her red Kia Soul and this neighborhood kid down the street gets up and fucking, he, he electric scooters by like, you know, and we get out of the car and, and all I heard was Megan be like, what? And I turn around, this little kid's fucking making fun of Megan driving a Kia Soul. He's like eight, maybe. It was the Listen, funniest thing. I'm, I'm being bullied by my eight-year-old neighbor. <laughs> And I can't do anything about it because he's eight. Exactly. I think you should. I think you should time it. You should next time he like he's scootering by, open your door and just fuck him up. (laughs) Sometimes he does play on his phone on his scooter and he doesn't pay attention. I noticed that, and he'll just leave that little shit in the street. Yeah. Like he'll he'll leave his scooter right in the middle of the road. I hope. Listen, you know who you are. I hope you're listening to this. Yo, teach your kids how to pick up their fucking scooter. <laughs> I've turned into my parents. Yeah. Hey, get your scooter out the street. Get off my lawn. <laughs> and then has a heart attack. Because isn't that what happened in that movie? What movie? There's lots of movies oh, with that. Monster reference. House? You remember that? I don't think I've ever seen you that kids one. You get off my lawn. And then he had a heart attack and died. I don't remember that at all. Well, then never mind. Spoilers if you've never <laughs> seen Monster House. Megan, are you ready for the topics? I'm very ready. Let's go. Okay. Okay. Megan, before we get started, I have to tell you something. Are you going to bully me for my kiss No, I'm actually going to boost up your morale a little bit. Okay. I think your topics are really great. And I appreciate you. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. I have a really great topic for you today. Well, good. Okay. And I really hope you enjoy it. You actually, like, that was really cool. The way you just smiled. I was like, damn, she might punch me. I don't know. Because sometimes I feel like I'm sarcastic. But in any case, no, I'm excited for this topic. And then it was, let's go. Okay. At least you started out the episode by complimenting me so that when you bully me later and pick on me and say shitty things, you know? (laughs) People, it's it's gonna no, revert it back, and we're fine. the listeners won't be like that offended by it, right? I've really had to work on my roast because apparently that's what's gonna get me, <laughs> me, not even you, just me. I'm gonna get canceled, and this podcast <laughs> is gonna just be you. I am the backbone. You are the backbone. Mm-hmm. You edit you a lot. You're the backbone currently. 
I, I am about to have more time in which I can do these things. So I want to share that backbone percentage. You just give me a second. Like conjoined twins. I'm a busy man. <laughs> okay, so my first topic today, because also surprisingly, I have two topics. Oh, wow. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, it's been a while. Let's go. Um, my first topic today is failed product launches. Okay, let's go. By like top brands. That's awesome. So the first one is something that Frito-Lay decided would be a good idea <laughs> in 2005. Oh, going um, all the way back to 05. Cheetos lip balm. No. Yep. Is there a picture? Oh, yeah, wow. Hell yeah. I got pictures of some of these things. <laughs> Cheetos. I love how you add pictures on your notes. I need to start doing that. Thank you. I play. Well, I use the notes. I use those pictures sometimes for, you know, Instagram and stuff. Okay. I, okay. I got you. Yeah. So yeah, I'll post a picture on Instagram, but um, that does not. Ooh. Like I can't imagine. Like I love Cheetos. I like yeah. could live off of Cheetos if that would sure. be sustainable. <laughs> but why would I want to put like Cheeto flavored lip balm on your lips? Yeah, like I use flavored lip balm. I mean, use chapstick constantly. Right. I have an addiction. Same, yeah. But not like Cheeto flavor. Yeah, that's gross. Because it's you. Because you know it's not gonna. Because it's never what it says it is, right? They're never. So it's never gonna be like Cheeto flavored. Yeah. Right, it's gonna be some weird plastic, plasticized mix of Cheeto esque flavored yeah. something, and it's not gonna be good. You know how I go when I go to TJ Maxx, I spend like forty five minutes on the candle aisle, yeah. just smelling all the candles. Have, were you with me the time I found the macaroni and cheese candle? Yes, and it I just was. smelled like absolute burning trash. I was, yeah. I feel like that's exactly what this chapstick would taste like oh absolutely absolutely for those of you that don't know it smelled terrible and i do not recommend ever smelling a macaroni and cheese candle remember like a couple christmases ago when i flew back in from i lived in colorado at the time and i flew back in and at the white elephant thing we were having uh i fucking got that candle that was these nuts scented yeah that's what that smelled like because <laughs> i lit that shit up i was like what did these nuts smell like oh there was these nuts did not smell good Okay, another product is from 1989. The R.J. Reynolds Tobacco Company decided okay. that they were going to develop a smokeless cigarette. Okay. So kind of like a vape. Sure. Um, they, a smokeless cigarette. Yeah. They invested $325 million into manufacturing their new premier line. But according to the CEO of the company, <laughs> it, quote, tasted like shit. <laughs> so when, when the ceo says that shit you know you fucked up so yeah the next one which is my favorite what year was that one in real fast 1989 fuck 320 million dollars in 89 325 Ooh. million i wonder i'd be interested to, obviously not right now but i'd be interested to see what the what the transit like what the the difference is inflation rate like what does that equal up to now yeah i i don't know i, I should have i should have done that in my research. I should have been more exhaustive. I apologize. No, you're good. You're going to Google it. I am, yeah. But okay. you're continue. I'm listening. Okay, the next product is from 1996. McDonald's decided to broaden its target demographic by introducing a burger called the Arch Deluxe. <laughs> okay. The mustard mayonnaise sauce was supposed to appeal to adult tastes. However, even with a $100 million advertising campaign, it couldn't convince grown-ups to eat the burger. <laughs> It was then discontinued and it's considered like the marketing campaign is now considered to be one of the most expensive product flops of all time. <laughs> but don't worry because because you couldn't convince them. I know I mentioned burger. a mustard mayonnaise sauce, but I have I have determined the ingredients of the burger as a whole. Um, the Arch Deluxe consisted of double beef patties, cheese, lettuce, onions, ketchup, tomatoes, and a fancy air quotes, Dijon mustard called arch sauce on a potato bread roll. Ew. On their specific marketing campaign, it's the sauce is considered a new secret sauce for grown-ups that also includes bacon um, in the Arch Deluxe as well. That doesn't even sound appetizing. No. There's also onions, tomatoes, lettuce, Cheese, of course, and then ketchup. Well, I'm glad I wasn't hungry because I mean, that's gross. Also, 
Uh, over a billion dollars. Love that for them. That's a lot of money. Must be why there's no, at least as far as I know, you don't go to like the gas station and get a pack of RJ Reynolds, you know, you know? get a pack of like Marlboro. Oh man. Like, so that probably is why. That's a painful amount of money to lose. Maybe they're just the conglomerate above, you know, like Marlboro <laughs> or something like that. You hope. But never heard of RJ Reynolds cigarettes. <laughs> so yo, if you are if you are real though, RJ Reynolds cigarettes and you're still making money, reach out to us. We're looking for sponsors. <laughs> Not that we just trashed you. We didn't. You owe us money. We didn't. You made a poor marketing decision. Yeah. But if you help, I'm done. I'm not even going to plead my case. <laughs> All right, here's the next one. In 1982, Colgate. The, the toothpaste thing? Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay. Came up with the weirdest brand extension okay. that they could have possibly chosen. I'm ready for this. They decided to sell frozen dinners. Ew. Of course, the plan backfired because consumers couldn't help but think that Colgate food tasted just like, like toothpaste. their toothpaste. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I thought. And no company launches a product thinking it will decrease the sales of their other products, but Colgate should have seen it coming because their toothpaste <laughs> sales plummeted. <laughs> that's terrible. After the launch of their Jesus. kitchen entrees. That's awful. <laughs> the next that's one. Terrible. And I remember this as a kid. So maybe you do as well. This is from 2000. Real fast before you get into that. Imagine like, because when, when they said frozen dinners, I was like, yeah, but it would have been worse if they would have created like, if you're walking through Walmart and you look over and you see like Bluebell, Tillamook, Colgate in the ice cream section. That might have been better though. It might have gone over a slight bit better. Because you could get like mint chocolate chip. And it, even though it Ooh. tastes like toothpaste, Ooh, okay. it would Fair. still like be on brand because it's ice cream. And people, especially here in Texas, they like those weird flavored ice cream flavors. Yeah? What are, so, you, what are you trying to say? No, nothing. I'm just saying it might have actually gone over a bit better. I mean, Yo, maybe. Colgate, if you come out with mint flavored ice cream. Trademark. You may have something. But trademark. You need to Tra um, yeah. credit us on this. You owe me money. Yeah. We are willing to partner. We Hire us. We can be consultants. We go by what the French toast. Okay, the next product. In 2000, Heinz, the ketchup company, decided to add an unexpected twist to their ketchup to catch children's attention because kids don't already like fucking ketchup. They made it blue. Um, they came up with the Easy Squirt colored ketchup, yes. which came in teal, green, and purple. Yes. Um, it wasn't supposed to last on the market and was only left or was only on the market for six years. I remember this as a kid and I remember going ape shit, like Same. begging my yeah. mom. I, I have a picture here. With the purple ketchup. God, that looks so terrible. Now. It looks awful. As an adult, I would probably never consensually eat purple ketchup. Because it fucks you up. Because it doesn't even look like it's about to taste like ketchup. I say that, but I know I'm fucking weird. So, oh, you would do it for sure. So maybe I would. <laughs> I'm a ketchup fiend. Yeah, you so. are. I just saw, I just watched you eat meatloaf with a bunch of... Which that's normal though, I guess. Yeah, it is. Meatloaf with ketchup. I, I remember like sitting at lunch in the cafeteria and I remember like the kid that would always sit next to me because i guess like for whatever reason whenever i was in grade school we had people that would come up and we always had like assigned lunch seats mm -hmm. and he, every single day he would have teal the teal flavored ketchup and i was like where does he get it and i would ask him and he's like oh no my parents bought it for me which as a six-year-old would say and so I'd, I'd ask my parents and i'd be like hey i want ketchup and that was the response my parents would give me is like you want blue ketchup you don't even like ketchup what the fuck is wrong with you <laughs> Next product, 1985, Coca-Cola made a product called New Coke. Um, they decided to reformulate and the company invested $4 million into a nationwide taste test. But despite the fact that the New Coke did well in the taste test, after the launch, people's reactions were extremely negative. And within three months of New Coke's release, the company reintroduced the original forma, formula and rebranded as Coca-Cola Classic. Okay. So it did not go well. No. Okay. 1974, Gerber. The baby food mm -hmm. thing, okay. The baby food giant yeah. came up with the idea to create baby food for adults. I could see that failing terribly. Okay. Gerber believed that there's a market for ready-to-eat food in a jar, but they were, like, super wrong. Consumers didn't find jars of meat mush very appetizing, yeah. and so Gerber singles failed badly. Sure. <laughs> 
The next one, 2013, so the most recent on the list, Burger King. Burger King attempted to make French fries a little healthier, and they introduced something called Satis Fries in 2013 as an alternative to their regular fries, except that it has less fat and fewer calories. But consumers were not fond of these revamped fries and the fact that they cost more than the regular fries. Yeah. So they just went back to their original. I recipe. mean, honestly, like, what do you, <laughs> you don't really have high expectations when you go to Burger King anyways. So. I dislike Burger King. Same. They're, the chicken fries are good. Have you seen those? Have you seen those, like, old, you know, like, TikToks recently where they've been taking the old Burger King interiors and putting them up and, and being like, do you do you 90s kids remember these and it's like all colorful and they've got like the pink and the like teal not like, for burger stripes. king specifically but taco bell yes that had taco bell was a thing mm-hmm. too man dude those, those were old the days nostalgic interiors yeah, yeah. nostalgic that's what mm-hmm. i was looking for yep i couldn't think of it that was the last one. Oh, okay so, no that was that was fair dude i think it's kind of funny to hear like this failed marketing, like failed, like product attempts by these big time companies. Yeah. What do you think was your favorite one? Um, Arch Deluxe. Okay. Because I think it's just hilarious that they tried to market to adults <laughs> yeah. by giving them an adult sauce, which is just mustard and mayonnaise. Yeah. Like it's just like a honey Dijon, you know, mayonnaise. Like it's nothing revolutionary. Yeah, that's fair. I think mine's got to be the Gerber. That's pretty funny. Because who the fuck thought that was a good idea? And then it had to make it up the corporate ladder all the way to put it out on the shelf. Like, who the fuck? How many people thought this could be a good idea? It was the 70s. I mean, fair, but, like, (laughs) I appreciate what they were trying to do. Like, I I get it. It should have just been in the form of a drink, really. Because that's what, like, think about, what is it that protein? Because, like, I drink a lot of protein shakes, like, especially before I work out. Um... But that company was a premier protein. That's a terrible protein for you. Like, it's actually not healthy for you in any way, but it's a meal replacement. And so a lot of people buy it just because they forget to eat breakfast and they'll just chug that on their way to work. Yeah. That's a ki- that's a killer marketing scheme because it's protein. So people think it's healthy. It's a killer way to do it. That's what Gerber should have done. Well, again, it was the 70s. That's true. Yeah, their that's brains fair. were... <laughs> The brains were a little distracted by all those drugs. They were fresh out of Woodstock. Yeah. They were... <laughs> yeah, so I, I don't blame them for coming up with wild ideas. Were they fresh out of Woodstock? I don't remember. I don't know I don't when know. Woodstock I'm was. 25. I think, I think that was the 60s. Damn it. They were 10 years removed. Um, but but again, the drugs. Uh, were, I was not alive. So The drugs are a hell of a thing. Mm-hmm. Well, that was a good topic, Mike. Thank you. Yeah, of course. Yo, it's your friendly neighborhood, Skyler, man. And Megan. Hi. Hi. Sorry to interrupt ourselves, but since you're here and you're listening, we appreciate you. Also, while you're here, go ahead and leave us a five-star review. And since you're leaving us a five-star review, go ahead and also follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at WTFT Podcast. You could also find us on Facebook at What the French Toast Podcast. Or you can shoot us an email, WTFTPod at gmail.com. We also would love to hear your opinions, so leave us a voice message. There's a link in our show notes. All right, Megan, Skyler, back to you. (laughs) Okay, Megan. Mm -hmm. So I have a topic here, okay? Mm -hmm. I have a weird topic, I might add, but a little shout out real fast to, uh, was it a Sam Burgess? 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 However I say your last name, yo, thanks. uh, Thank you for putting in this uh, topic request. I had no idea about this story until uh, you requested it and I started reading about it. So thanks for submitting this. Um, And yeah, here we go. All right, let's go. This is the story of Nicholas Flamel. I've heard that name before. Yeah, if you have heard that name, but you're sitting there thinking, yo, Nicholas Flamel. Yeah, you probably heard it from Harry Potter, Uh, specifically Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone or Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone, depending on like whether you're in the UK or not. Um, or perhaps even Fantastic Beasts and where to find them, because Nicholas Flamel was in that as well. Mm, okay. So the, the franchise just kind of immortalized Nicholas Flamel, no pun intended, if you guys know the story of Nicholas Flamel. But um, a lot of people, including myself, did not know that Nicholas Flamel was a real person. Okay. Um, and I did not know that Harry po- that the Harry Potter franchise got 
the story of Nicholas Flamel from like the story. And that's why they put it in there, mm, okay. uh, which is interesting. So um, the entire first movie is kind of based off of this. So Nicholas Flamel was born in 1330 near Paris, France. Uh, not too much else is widely known about his early life, but we do know that as an adult, he worked as a bookseller and he married a widow a couple years uh, older than himself. His his wife's name is Pernell. Um, Flamel would at some point be gifted to the royal court um, from gifts that he would made to the Holy Innocence Cemetery, which suggested at least he enjoyed, uh, at least he was at least somewhat successful as a bookseller. Okay. Because he was making a lot of gifts and giving them out. And yeah. So it suggests that he made at least a decent living as a bookseller. Okay. Uh, but Flamel was also known for alchemy, which for those of you that don't know what alchemy is, it's the transformation of metals, typically like base metals, such as copper and stuff like that, into gold. So it's believed that, like, obviously, if you could turn any metal into gold, you'd be a rich person. Sure. Which would be really nice because I could use some money right about now in my mm-hmm. life. Um, yeah, me too. We also know about Nicholas Lamel that one day Nicholas Lamel was living his life and uh, he had a mentor. A mentor was teaching him alchemy. And now it's also said that the mentor that was teaching him alchemy was supposed to be the best at alchemy. Okay. Then one day, Nicholas Lamel would fall asleep. My man is sleeping. He went to bed. He had a dream. Okay. This was the dream. It's kind of a weird one. He dreams uh, that an angel visits him in his dream, and it showed him a book. The book he did not understand, nor anyone else in this dream could understand. But the book, it would be made out of uh, tree bark. The entire book would be made out of tree bark. The cover, the pages, everything. And again, to reiterate that, the text carved into the pages on the book was not a text that anybody knew. Um, And then, of course... Nicholas Lamel, uh, or the angel would tell Nicholas Lamel that soon in time, the text would be revealed to him. Okay. So then after that, Nicholas Lamel wakes up. He continues living his life. Soon after the dream, he would go on to study alchemy. And at some point, Nicholas Lamel's mentor would unfortunately would go on to pass away. And Flamel and his wife would move to a different city. Several years after my man moved to this city, he's living his life with him and his wife. They're having a good time, and he runs into a stranger in an alley. Okay. Never a good place to meet a stranger. No. This stranger that he meets in this alley is carrying a book. And this is multiple years after the dream, okay? Okay. Carrying a book. The book struck Nicholas Lamel the Strange, so he'd kind of go on and say, Hey, man, like that book looks familiar. What's, uh, where'd you get it? And the stranger looks at looks at Nicholas Romel and looks at the book and he's like, I don't know, man. Like I just kind of picked it up from the library down the way. Um, I can't read it. It's weird. I don't understand the text. So like, if you want it, man, book is yours. So Nicholas Romel goes like, Yeah, I, I mean, I like reading. So sure, like absolutely. So he picks up the book. It was a book made out of bark, and the pages were made out of bark, and uh, couldn't understand the text. It was the book from the dream that the fucking angel. Can I say fucking an angel in the same sentence? Well, you did, so. Fuck, I'm going to hell. Anyway, okay. Anyways, yeah, it was the book from his dream. So, Nicholas Lamel would purchase this book from the stranger, and he would go on to say that the book was written by Abraham the Jew. Okay. So, uh, Flamel, much like in his dream, he would not understand the text in the book. And so he spent the next 21 years of his life trying to decipher the text. And it said that after 21 years, he finally deciphered the symbols. And the text in the book was ultimately contained as a secret to how to make the Philosopher's Stone. That's what was in the book. It was a secret to how to make the Philosopher's Stone, which, by the way, what the Philosopher's Stone is in alchemy, it's a stone that can turn any metal, aluminum, silver, copper, anything, any any metal into gold. But also, it makes the person immortal, which is the whole Harry Potter spin on it, mm-hmm. right? Nicholas Flamel had the Philosopher's Stone or the Sorcerer's Stone, and it made him immortal. And that's what Harry Potter found in the first movie. That little red thing, that was, mm-hmm. that was supposed to be the stone. So... Flamel deciphers the text in the book, 
The book was said to contain the secret to how to make the Philosopher's Stone. And what makes the stone so highly sought after, again, it can make you rich beyond measure. And it makes you immortal. Now, Mm -hmm. soon after that, soon after Nicholas Flamel spent 21 years, he felt like he deserved a vacation. I would have assumed that's not what was said. That's just my words. Because after he deciphered the book, my man and his wife just disappeared off of the face of the earth for a long time. So I assume it was because he needed a vacation. He spent 21 years working hard, okay? Okay. They disappear off the face of the earth, but it's said that at some point they returned to the city that they had left from. Now, I'm not sure if that is. I would imagine that that's from the city that he found the book in. I don't know if they returned back to the original city. Just whatever city he had left from, they returned back to multiple years later. And here's the thing is whenever they returned back to the city, they started building building after building. They started building dozens and dozens of mausoleums. And it's, it seems as though Flamel had endless money, something that he did not have when he had left. Okay. Right? So it's like, okay, weird, right? Because it's no secret that Nicholas Flamel essentially created the Philosopher's Stone mm-hmm. that's supposed to make you rich beyond measure. But now all of a sudden he's got all this money. He's coming back and he's, he's essentially just built a, a whole other city within a city. I picture Dallas. Okay. Like okay. I just picture skyscrapers and shit. Okay. Um, but... People, of course, would do what people do when they started to speculate that he hadn't, that Flamel had, in fact, created the Philosopher's Stone. Um, And that with that, not only was he rich, but then there were speculations flying around that perhaps he was immortal, too. Okay. Well, then Nicholas Flamel would die at the age of 80 years old. Okay, so not immortal. (laughs) So not immortal. However, that's not where the story ends. Okay. Several years later, there are accounts multiple accounts that that account appeared and i want to say it was in like it was in the uk somewhere a pound so what account is is account it's a title of yeah i mean it would have to be in the uk it's a title of british nobility um so it's it's a ranking of royalty essentially right okay um so this count would appear several hundred years later several hundred years later from when nicholas lamel would die but it is said that when this count appeared he looked to be in his 70s or so Right. Over the next 40 years, it said that he wouldn't age a single bit. So he appeared at around 70 years old, wouldn't age a single bit Mm -hmm. over the next 40 years. And then he, too, would just disappear off of the face of the earth. Not only that, but this man allegedly looked like Nicholas Flamel looked all those years ago. And the cow, again, would have just kind of disappeared off the face of the earth that apparently Nicholas Flamel was just good at fucking doing. Okay. Okay. So there are multiple accounts in history of a man that looks the exact same as Nicholas Flamel did, as the count did, appearing at things centuries, throughout centuries and centuries. He's here, he's here, he's here. He'd say for a couple decades and then head out say for a couple decades and then head out would do the same thing at some point they would start to trace it back and when they traced it back guess who they traced it back to well nicholas flamel nicholas flamel that being said they would assemble a team to go figure out where nicholas flamel was buried and to dig up his body because we have to figure out did nicholas flamel die well, well, yeah, like a thousand years ago. Yeah, a good bit ago. So, they went. They dug up Nicholas Flamel's grave, and do you want to know what they found? Nothing. His body wasn't in there. Well, yeah, he died like a thousand years ago. So everything's decomposed. So it's possible yeah. it just decomposed. I mean, I don't know if that's what happens with bones. That was but... it. That's the story of Nicholas Flamel. It was a whole thing, yeah. So he he appeared all throughout history. Whenever they dug up his tomb, tomb or his tomb, what are we fucking talking about, Jesus? Whenever they dug up his casket, it was empty. Interesting. And so that that is literally it. That's the story of Nicholas Lamel. Um, but what makes it interesting is because yes, it's a cool story. Also, like let's be real, he either just didn't get buried there to create more legacy. To create more rumors or, yeah, his body just decomposed. It was thousands of years later, right? Yeah. 
They could have just been in the wrong fucking spot. They could have just, because they also said that they had to figure out where it was buried. But like, either way, what makes it cool is that's the story of Nicholas Lamel. Um, what makes it even cooler is Harry Potter searched the story, picked it up, made the first movie about him. And Harry Potter being the franchise it is, knowing that story, maybe you guys will go back and watch Harry Potter and it'll be like a little different. Yeah. Because Nicholas Flamel was based off of a real person. And that, in fact, is the story of Nicholas Flamel. Well, there's another kind of conspiracy for you. Yeah. Is Do the... you think Nicholas Flamel created Philosopher's Stone? I don't know. Do you think it's possible to become immortal? I highly doubt it. This is not a conspiracy that I would take. I would not believe this conspiracy, but it's still cool to think about. Yeah. I appreciate that. Thank oh, you for bringing... Welcome. I'm going to rewatch Harry Potter now. You have to. Maybe if you have you ever seen Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them? No, I think you should, because it's a really, really oh, you'd love that shit. I think so, because okay. it's it's a spinoff of Harry Potter, mm-hmm. but it's also just really, really cool. Dumbledore, it's, it's it's the entire backstory of Dumbledore, but it's also the backstory of Nicholas Flamel. Okay, and they hire an actor to play Nicholas Flamel in it, and it's like a whole thing. It's actually, you know, I, I would venture to say. I have more appreciation for Harry Potter because of the Fantastic Beast franchise. Okay. I will consider it. Thank you for sharing. Oh, you're welcome, Megan. You're no problem. Now let's play a game. Oh. Okay. We're going to play a game. Oh, I love games. Now, since I've prepared for this game <laughs> and you have not prepared for this game. Oh, shit. It's one of those? I would like to <laughs> offer you the opportunity to take a few minutes to make okay. a list. I have to take the opportunity? Well, I guess you don't have to take the opportunity. It's the voice. I heard the... Oh, taking the... How many time do I have? How much time? Uh, I'll give it a few minutes. Okay. All right. Uh, I'll play elevated music for our listeners. Just not for a few minutes, but, you know, just to help <laughs> just them. Just like four seconds. Yeah, just for a few seconds. You what's know, pass been, the time, make it more fun. What's been four seconds for you guys has been ten minutes for me. Okay. And the topic is... Things that would put a Victorian-era child into a coma. Okay. 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 <laughs> That's funny. And okay. your time starts now. Okay. Okay. You say you're ready. Let's do this. Well, I figure we'll just kind of spit fire back and forth, you know, with our, okay. our options. You ready? Yes. Sprinkled donuts. Sprinkled donuts. <laughs> Electric pencil sharpeners. <laughs> I had one of those when I was a kid and got in trouble in school. <laughs> okay, let's go. Um, nasal spray. Potted plants. I guess they probably did just plant their yeah, plants in the ground. McDonald's Sprite. I'm going to go uh, Rubik's Cubes. <laughs> you say McDonald's Sprite. <laughs> just cold drinks in general, I feel The bubbles, like. you know? They're fucked up. The live action cat in the hat. Keurigs. Coffee. Just coffee and dinner. <laughs> Dude, the live action cat in the house is fucking good. <laughs> the Avengers. <laughs> Movie theaters. Indoor plumbing. Oh, that's a tough one. Shrek. <laughs> Chapstick. Oh, that's a good one. Cheetos. <laughs> Colored ketchup. <laughs> oh, God. Boston Terriers. I feel like those are probably alive back then. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I feel like if I saw one as a Victorian era child, I'd be like, what the fuck? Great Danes in that case. <laughs> yeah, no shit. <laughs> I'm going to go iPads. Oh, just just technology like computers that fuck them <laughs> up so much. Alexa. <laughs> if like, Alexa, they'd be like, who the fuck just God's a woman? <laughs> God's a woman. God's a woman. <laughs> She's a mechanically ass sounding woman at that. I gotta be honest. She doesn't understand a lot for this almighty knowing being. <laughs> French fries. Oh, that's fair. Indoor air conditioning. <laughs> air conditioning. Air conditioning. Fans. Cars. Tesla. Teslas. <laughs> Batteries. That's true. <laughs> There's so much. Candles. <laughs> no, they get candles, just not the scented ones. Yeah, not the scented ones. Per- perfume. Like actual spritz on perfume. The Last of Us. <laughs> Hearses. Her- 
<laughs> okay. Okay, I'm running out of stuff here. I'm gonna go with uh tampons. Tattoos. Ooh. Are we just waiting to see who like the first one out is? <laughs> yeah. Oh shit. In that case. Home decorations. Water coolers. Why do you just have so many in your brain, Megan? <laughs> Fucking protein shakes. Gerber. Almond milk. That's so disgusting. Reese's puffs. <laughs> Lucky charms. <laughs> cheese. Tillamook cheese blocks. <laughs> the big ass one. Cheese graters. They had cheese. No, but cheese graters? Oh, they didn't have cheese That's graters. That's too easy. Probably not. Underwear. Wireless charging. Condoms. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, condoms would probably do yeah. it. That's it. <laughs> Penicillin. Birth control. <laughs> that was a really good lead. That was perfect. The fact that your birth control stops working when you take antibiotics. <laughs> <laughs> Toilet paper. Hand soap. Starbucks. Cups. Water bottles. <laughs> Plastic water bottles. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm running out here. Snickers. Shoelaces. What are those things on the end of a shoelace? Anglets. Aglets? Aglets. I learned that from Phineas and Ferb. Phineas and Ferb! <laughs> Exorcisms. Game. What the fuck am I getting? Game Boys. Okay, fair. Super Mario Brothers. Dude, I hope this conversation is bringing back at least some nostalgia for the fucking listeners. <laughs> Sex toys. <laughs> Masturbation. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they had that. They had to have. Somebody walked in on Queen Elizabeth just fucking going in. Oh my god, shut up. We don't talk about the queen in that manner. <laughs> Not anymore. Oh my god! We didn't used to talk about the queen in that manner. French toast. <laughs> podcasts. <laughs> Music. Do you think if we were alive and had a podcast somehow, some way back then, we would have been exiled? Because yes. For sure. Okay, I think I give up. All right. I'm glad that you concede. I that was win. six minutes of the most <laughs> crazy economic. Thank you. I do what I can. You're welcome. <laughs> Let's go. Good old Megan. I have a good ass little topic, but hear me out because I feel a little bad because this topic might potentially has, it has the potential to fuck you up a little bit because you're a lot more sensitive to this stuff than I am. Is it ghosts? Yes. I fucking hate ghosts. But it's not, it's not like we, it's this, this is, this is simply just stories told by cops about the strangest things that they have been through while on the job. Okay. And honestly, well, at least we tied cops into it. I like cops. Yeah, because what the whole reasoning, because as I like started researching this topic, I was like, damn, cops have been through some shit. And a lot of the stuff that I found in research, I didn't want to put into the topic because it's heavy and it's sad. And some of it's decapacitated bodies and just people on decapacitated? drugs. Decapacitated? Decapitated? Decapacitated? Whatever. The words are hard. Clearly, I can't <laughs> say that one. So anyway, I got to say that this topic is insane. And again, it's also just kind of made me view cops and with much more respect. Not that I didn't have respect for cops. It's just, damn, they go through a lot. Yeah. They go through a lot. Um, and I did not, I would never want to be a cop. But at the same time, this is weird and I love that shit. So this is, this is, this is my topic, right? So when I read this, it's going to be from like the story of the cop. Okay. How many stories do you have? I've got... You're scrolling for a long time. No, it's just, it's like I've got like four stories. Okay. I'm just mentally preparing myself. Okay, I got you. Five stories. I was okay. mentally prepared for four. Well, it's five now. Okay, we'll hurry. One evening, I had brought a guy in for a domestic violence charge and he was a bit rowdy because yeah. it makes sense. Because yeah, was, fuck that say, guy. Fuck that guy. I was joined in booking by the sergeant and another patrolman. In the process of booking Mr. Tough Guy... 
I tended, I at one point glanced into cell number one and there was a guy in there. He had short haircut, he had glasses and he had a white t-shirt and he was just staring at us. I ignored him because I didn't want him to start asking me for phone calls or banging on the window or anything like that. So I just ignored him and continued in the booking process. And I escorted Mr. Tough Guy to his cell. In doing so, I walked past cell number one and the guy in the cell just stood there and he never said a word. He never really moved. He just stood there and he stared at us. Model prisoner. What in the shit are they thinking? It's probably Brian Laundry. Probably just not. Waiting. But... He then goes on to say, we all then leave booking and we go about our business. Sometime later, the sergeant asked me to check the paperwork for the prisoner to see if there were any if to see if there were any that were ready to get transported to the county jail. So I grab the paperwork and I go back into booking to do a head count, and cell number one for some reason is completely empty. So I panicked for a little bit, and I told the sergeant, who also panics a little bit, and him and I began to make phone calls to the other detective to see if they had moved the guy or had released the guy or to see if they knew anything about what was up. Mm -hmm. They all say that they did not go into booking at all, and then I checked the computer, and then I checked the paperwork again, and then I checked the headcount again, and the headcount was accurate with what the computer and the paperwork had said. Nobody had ever been placed in cell number one. That's terrifying. So we go to the dispatch office to check the surveillance video for booking. We, we, oh, this is where it gets fucked up. We rewind the footage to where I can be seen booking the prisoner. We then fast forward to the point in the video where we all walk out. And as soon as the last guy closed the door behind him, the guy in cell number one literally blinks out of existence. That's terrifying. In the video. That's fucking cool. So he goes, we're all freaked out by the occurrence. And believe, believe me when I tell you, we tried to transfer the video to a DVD and a USB drive. Hold up. What the fuck? We To a DVD and USB drive. The guy in the cell did not appear in the DVD or the USB drive. We still hear and see stuff every now and again. And the prisoners in the detox tank can be seen talking to someone in the direction of cell number one. Even though it appears to be empty. And to this day, I'm wary of going into booking alone. The cop's name was Marco Castillo. Thank you for your terrifying story, Marco Castillo. Let's fuck her up some more. Well, don't check. You're, I'm not going to be able to sleep. This is it's, number two. Bro, we're past my bedtime. It's 8.30. It's not. It's 8.50. Listen, this is my podcast topic, and I love this shit. Go. <laughs> you're so nervous. I hate it. I'm, do you want me to stop? No, it's fine. Are you sure? Yes. So welfare checks, number two. This guy answers a welfare check. Okay, this one's kind of scary. This one scares me a little bit. He answers a welfare check late one night between 2 and 3 o'clock in the morning on an elderly woman who lived next door to the collar and had been not had not had been seen for what the fuck and had not been seen for quite some time. Uh, this night they were having a bad thunderstorm in the area just without the rain. So he goes to the caller's house and he speaks to the caller first, wondering why she called at the time of the night that she did. She tells her, she tells me that the older lady next door is in her nineties and she lives alone and she has not yet been seen or she has not been seen in weeks. And she explains that she has called, she has knocked on the door. She has texted the lady, but will not, the lady will not answer. So obviously the officer starts thinking the lady's probably deceased and has been for quite some time. So, he walks over and he notices immediately that the car has a three inch layer of dust on it. The mail is piled up and no lights are on in the house. So first he walked over to the side door and he knocked on the side door with his flashlight. He knocked loud enough for an elderly person that should have been able to hear it. After a few minutes of no response, he turned around and he walked to the backyard looking in the windows and trying to make sure everything was fine. Um, the caller was with me, he says, and she's saying that she doesn't know of any relatives of the lady He's like, I'm sure by now, this is the cop talking at this point. I'm sure by now the lady's probably deceased. So I walked over to the front door of the house and noticed that her blinds are up and the front window is in a, the front window doesn't have a blind on it, right? So like the blinds are on the thing, but then you got those square windows up top. So that's mm -hmm. kind of what it was. So he asks the caller for a stool if she has like anything he can stand on. So she runs to her house, gets a stool, brings it back, and he stands on the stool and he looks inside the house. And when he looks inside the house, he says he can see a clear view of the living room. Mm -hmm. All he saw from the living room was the glow of the TV from which there was a blue screen and the light was bright enough that he didn't need his flashlight to see in. So he looked at it at first. He looked at the floor to make sure there was nobody had fallen there. The couch and the recliner, everything was empty. The telephone that was in the home base and it was blinking red. 
with several missed calls and voicemails. Um, from the living room was a hallway that was dark and he couldn't see down it. So he used his flashlight and he to sh sh he, sh he shined his flashlight in the house. And when it went to the hallway, he could only see a door down the hall. Still no signs of life. It didn't appear that anybody was in the house. So he turned around to then look at the caller and he said, listen, I don't see anything. Nothing's disturbed. And he turned back around to look inside the house. When he turned back around to look inside the house, an elderly woman was standing there looking at him with her face right next to the glass. He said, I couldn't breathe and I fell down off of the stool and he hit his back up against the concrete. So he winded himself. <laughs> Could you, like, from the caller's point of view, could you imagine? I would have fucking ran. I would have been fucking out. I would have. Could you imagine? the fuck out. Like, like, looking up at the police and him being like, hey, I don't see anybody. And then, oh shit. And then he falls back. I'll be like, oh, listen, buddy, I'm out. Like, I'm sorry. I killed you today. Factual. Didn't mean to. So, anyway, he, <laughs> he wins himself. For some reason, the caller, like, rushed up to him and started trying to help him up. And he goes, I just pushed her off of me. <laughs> <laughs> and I ran. I got back up on the bucket to look back in the window, which I guess is his job. So good for him because I would not have done that. Mm -hmm. um, he said, my heart was pounding, but I had to see. Instinct had my hand on my gun and the other was up on the window. I looked back inside and saw a frail elderly woman standing in the hallway wearing a long nightgown with her back to me. She turned her head to the side and looked out, looked at me out of the corner of her eye and then just slowly walked out of view down to the dark hallway. He said that unnerved me. I got down. I looked at the, the caller who was standing there with a puzzled look on her face and all I could say was I saw her. The lady's alive. By now... The wind had picked up and it was starting to rain. So I began to walk back to my car by the road. Mm -hmm. And I turned back to the caller and said, don't come back here. <laughs> I got in the car and I drove to the police department. I never found out anything about the lady who lived there. The caller did not call back. Uh, and the house now has different tenants inside of it. Some things are just better left alone. That's kind of creepy. Yeah. Because if she, if it was a real person, why wouldn't she have been like, huh, mm -hmm. who the fuck is looking in my window? Right. You know? Right. Like, well, and because you and, may not have been able to tell from that it was a police officer, right? You might just think someone's looking in your fucking window, like trying to break in or something. Of course. Which is, which is like what I thought. Um, yeah. It's just what, what makes me like, obviously I don't know the layout of this house, but <clears throat> where'd she come from? Because because if he had where to stand come on, from, where did you go? If he had to stand on a bucket to see inside the window, mm -hmm. how'd she get up that tall? True. And then and then when he fell off, picked himself back up, got on it, and she was just standing in the hallway looking at him. Right, like that seems. And there's obviously an explanation to it. Like I hope I hope that it wasn't a ghost that he saw. Like just for the old lady's sake, I hope she was yeah. okay. Um, but you that, might not. I'm. That made me anxious, so you may not get through all five of your stories. Okay. This one, I don't I'm, I'm think... I'm trying to hold true, though. I'm trying to tough it out. This one's not as bad. Okay. This one's this one's kind of sweet. Okay. This one's kind of nice. So this one's called No Sin. It says, over 20 years ago, I took an alarm call at the old PTA building across the street from a courthouse in Austin, Texas. The alarm had already gone quiet when I showed up with the senior officer. We found an unsecured door slightly open on the east side, so he posted me there while he finished the perimeter. Uh, the other officers arrived, and I was just kind of staring at the door when the alarm activated again. And then the door slammed shut. So the senior officer ran back to my position and asked me why I closed the door. I told him that I did not close the door. So we called for the canine unit, and when the dog arrived, I went in with the canine, and we cleared the building. We found absolutely nothing, but the entire time the dog was acting very weird, like someone else was in the building, but he wasn't picking up a scent. We secured the bill, the building, and then a key holder showed up, and he said, well, you guys know this place is haunted, right? He was like, there was a secretary who worked here about 30 years ago, and then she died, and she, keeps, she just keeps showing up for work. <laughs> that was it. That was the story. That's creepy, though. Yeah. She just keeps showing up. This one... Okay, hold on. I'm trying to find, because I have three more. One of them is pretty... I'm going to read this one, and then I'm just going to see how you feel about this one, right? That means it's creepy. No, this is 
this is uh this is not that creepy so it said my old roommate's dad was a former naval officer and then an fbi agent 20 uh for tw- he had 20 years in the navy and then he had 12 or 15 years or so in the fbi one of the strangest stories was from his old fbi days and he goes i'm gonna paraphrase it below it was a kidnapping case where a girl disappeared from her grandparents her grandparents rv sometime between like 5 p.m and midnight they were up front and the next thing they know she's gone and she was supposed to be sleeping in the back one they they stopped at a rest stop and then they were in stop and go traffic so they figured that at one point she must have just jumped out or popped out like at a rest stop whenever they were there and they just didn't know because she was supposed to be asleep so they drove off they're near the california nevada border so when we met them from the police officer standpoint we speak to them and this is within about a day or so of the girl going missing there's no sign of her she was 15 years old Local police department theorized that she just ran off because she was 15 and she wants to get away from her grandparents for the summer. But there's a busted window with a glass inside the vehicle, so we're treating it like it's a possible kidnapped person. Okay. After a few hours, there's a couple different theories on this case. One is, is of course, that she ran off. Another is that she got snatched up. Nobody's seen the girl now at this point in almost two days. And um, disappearing in the desert for a young girl at this point is tough, right? Yeah. 15 years old. Next thing you know, we get a phone call about a naked girl, lost and confused, picked up by some trucker on a two-lane road uh, on a road called Nipton, which runs into I-5 between Barstow and Vegas somewhere, um, right near the border. It matches our description. So me and three other guys head out to meet with uh, the sheriff who's got the girl. Turns out it's the girl that was missing. She's fine. No rape, no bruises, no exposure. Uh Nothing. Completely healthy, completely fine, even cleaned like she's took a shower, won't tell us a single thing because she doesn't remember a single thing, or so she claims. According to her, one minute she's in the RV, the next minute she's naked, walking down the side of the road in 100 degree heat. Um, So we talked to her for a couple hours while her grandparents were heading out to pick her up. We had our social services lady talk to her and nothing. From the police officer, from the FBI agent now, he goes, I've seen people hiding things, and she wasn't hiding anything. She honestly just didn't remember. The girl was found. She was fine. So we turned it back over to the local police department to figure out what happened um, and determine if any charges were pressed at all. I kept in touch with a guy I knew there because I was really curious about this case, and we were in a fantasy football league together. So after a few months, he tells me that the parent sent the girl to a therapist Um to look for repressed memories just to make sure she wasn't raped or something like that. Mm -hmm. The therapist says that she seemed fine, but honestly she really doesn't have any recollection of her time at all and doesn't think that there's any point to keep delving much further into it since she has no symptoms and more largely is just confused by the reaction of the event and and just in general. Right. Yeah. Um, So to this day, they've got a busted RV window glass on the inside, likely from a moving RV on a jam-packed freeway, likely in broad or at least fading sunlight with zero witnesses, a 15-year-old girl gets out or is taken out and is taken somewhere safe nearby for almost two days and then stripped completely naked without being touched sexually, cleaned up and deposited on the side of a separate road few mi- a few miles away, no drugs in her system that they could detect and remembers nothing at all about it. Nobody knows what happened to her. Nobody knows what happens to her clothes. And it's been almost 20 years since the case happened. And he still is completely lost at what happened and what the hell went on. And it still says that he says it still bugs him at night that he has no way to explain what happened. And he doesn't think she was lying. Doesn't think she was hiding anything. Nothing. That's that story. You want to keep going? Sure. This one's called the disturbance that wasn't. He said, it's not my story, but it's a good friend of mine uh, who was the youngest recruit to a, a police training. So and they were in the area for a long time. And at 19, they were he was fresh into the service. So he went for a beer with him the other week. And this is a story that he told him and he gave him permission to share it. So here it is. He told me uh, about this one time they were called to a domestic dispute. When they got to the house, he had opened the door. Instantly, a whole lot of rats flooded right out of the house. That's awful. Uh, and there was nobody home. The lights were on, the TV was quiet, and the loud voices they heard arguing right before they had gone in were gone. And the only life there were the rats that just ran out of the house. So they searched the house. They, they What they say were, was they searched, they searched every nook and cranny and found absolutely nobody. Um, he and his partner for the evening stayed. Was it? Yeah, he and his partner stayed for the evening just to see if anyone was going to come home. 
But after a few hours, nobody came home. The neighbors couldn't explain it either. So they just kind of left. And a few minutes later, they got called right back to the same address again by a different person stating that there was a pretty heated domestic violence going on or a pretty heated domestic dispute going on. So this time they brought the dog squad because they figured like people are hiding from us. So this time they brought the dog squad to find the people. But again, the house was completely deserted. And he said the freakiest thing was that the toilet had just recently been flushed. And when they got there, it was filling up. The kettle was boiling, which was different from the first time, and still nothing. And to this day, he doesn't know, and I quote, what the fuck went on. <laughs> That's creepy. Yeah. All right, this is the last one. Are you ready? Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. This is the worst one. No, I'm just sorry, because I'm fucking you up. These are not as creepy as I was expecting. The, the first and second were the worst. Okay. All right, cool. Okay, I, I think. I haven't read this. Oh, this is the worst. But not because it's scary, just because it's sad. Oh, lovely. This isn't a ghost one. So then so, what is it? These are supposed to be ghost stories. No, this one's not a ghost one. This is, you'll, you'll see. So this one's called the Scarecrow. So it says, Dispatch gets a call from an older couple reporting there's a man standing in their backyard. <laughs> if you can see where this is going. So it's a fucking demon is what you're telling me. It's later in the evening and obviously the older couple is freaked out a little bit. So several officers show up, including myself. Uh, and we're split into two groups heading around either side of the house. Um, as they emerge into the, as we emerge into the backyard, guns drawn, we see the suspect and promptly order him to get on the fucking ground face first, hand behind your head, hands behind your head. As we get closer, we realize that he's not responding and that he has not moved at all. Let's go ahead and rewind two hours. A suspect had robbed a 7-Eleven or some gas station like that right down the road and took off on foot. He entered a neighborhood that he tried to cut through mm -hmm. specifically in this older couple's backyard. Mm -hmm. When he went to hop the fence, he slipped down and he impaled himself on the fence post and he couldn't pull himself up and to get off of his own body weight. So he slowly just drove himself down the post. And at some point it entered his groin and it went straight up to his soul, his shoulder and it killed him. And the person that was in their backyard was literally a dead man. They had just ran from the thing because he killed himself on their fence. Wow. That is sad. Yeah. He was literally a human scarecrow. That's sad. Yeah. That was, that was, that was kind of graphic. Anyway, that's it. Those are my stories, Megan. Well, thank you for sharing. I wasn't, I was expecting them to be scarier. Yeah. So I'm slightly disappointed. Oh, you were like, I don't think. But also fun. grateful because I have to go to bed soon. Okay. So. And you have to. Yes. Are you going to, are you going to tell them or am I going to tell them? Um, so we have this thing. It's a new idea where each week we want to challenge each other. So to start it off, we're going to have our computer robot friend flip a coin to yes. see who gets to go first. Yo, Alexa, flip a coin. I got heads. Okay. Alexa, flip a coin. Okay. Tails. Fuck. I win. Okay, so you so go first. I get to go first. Okay. So what here's the thing, right? So what the thing is is this is just a little game that we've decided that we want to play with the podcast. So, and it's also just to kind of like it helps with the topics and it also just kind of helps keeping it interesting and keeping it more fun. So, this is the goal of this challenge that we're starting, right? I have to I have to say one word. Megan's job is to create an entire topic off of this one word, but here are the stipulations of that. It has to either be really interesting or super fucking funny. Great. That's the problem. That's High the standards. catch. Okay. Are you ready? Shoot. Hippopotamus. All right. Okay. So it's a hippopotamus and that's what you got to do. So that means next week, Megan has to have a funny topic or an interesting topic on hippopotami, hippopotamus, hippos. I, how would you say that? Hippopotami. Um, I think that's probably correct. Let's go. I'm okay. a smart guy. 
So next week, tune in to hear about a uh, hippopotamus okay. in some <laughs> some some form or fashion. In some way, somehow. And yeah, thanks for listening this week. We love you. You're cool. You're you, great. You guys are awesome. And yo, again, stay tuned. We apparently will soon have a website merchandise, a website up. Eventually. You heard the ad in this video, so that's pretty cool. It's not a video. Sorry. You heard the ad in this episode, so that's pretty cool. <laughs> so yeah, we'll see you next week. Oh my god. Bye. Bye. <laughs> My friends, that has been the episode. We appreciate you coming out and spending time with us today. If you have enjoyed this episode, be sure to give us a follow. You can follow us on Spotify, iTunes, or anywhere else that you find your podcast. You can also find us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at WTFT Podcast. We're also on Facebook at What the French Toast Podcast. And you can email us your stories, topics, or opinions at WTFTPod at gmail.com. I'm Skylar. I'm Megan. And this has been What the French Toast.